would uh, suffice to say Kevin Murray's a little happier today than he was nice. uh, that day in the uh, Cotton Bowl years ago when you intercepted him and took him back to the house with his son now, the talk of the NFL. You know you're the talk of the NFL when they take a long-time observed term like Hail Mary and now make it a Hail Murray. Yeah. <laughs> well, you knew that was coming, and those that might be surprised out there thought that Adam West and Burt Ward were going to host the podcast today. Yes, with you that know, intro music. Yes, thank you very thank much. You, yes, but no, nor is Alfred. Okay. Going to, or Commissioner. Uh, by the way, welcome to Indiana Week. You know it's 2020 <laughs> when you say welcome to Indiana Week. Welcome to Indiana. When it's a top 10 matchup of Ohio State and Indiana and it's not basketball. Unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, it is unbelievable. The Big Ten is uh, a shambles. The Big Ten East is a shambles, which I'm sure we'll get to. But first, I'm just glad you're here. Yeah. Man, the wind yesterday, I was like, I was, you know, obviously I came home from church and it was crazy windy. Then the Bengals played at 425 in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And about halfway through that game, it got, because yeah, obviously the system's sure. moving east. And I thought, uh-oh, this is not good for my no. man. No. He's flying back from the Meadowlands. This is not going to be good. It was a little bumpy on the way Ooh. back and. I, I'm not a good flyer as is, and so I was just uh, holding on. And, of course, you know, I appreciate the flight attendants on United and making sure that my mask did slip below my, slip below my nose at one point in time, and I was corrected. Thank you very much. I understand we want to be safe. I just want to wear a, a T-shirt saying that, okay, I, I had COVID, and I'm good to go. Yeah. You know? But I uh, can't do that, so... I appreciate it. I thanked her, and you know, I I understand. But I had a wind. call from a friend of mine in Miami Beach yesterday, who's down there for a conference, and he called. He has a condition that he can't wear a mask, mm -hmm. and he called ahead of time and asked the hotel, "Is it going to be a problem?" Nope, not going to be a problem. Don't worry about it. He and his wife got major hassled on oh, Saturday really? night by multiple different. Every single time they had to tell the story, so yeah. I said, "You got to go get a." letter from the hotel telling well, you this so you can just hand it, which he finally did yeah, yeah i have a, a letter actually i travel with from the united states government and from the fox legal team especially going into new jersey or new york i have to present that letter to people that are if they're uh waiting outside to plane that i am uh considering an essential worker as a first informer yeah is what we're called so you know it's just part of the deal it is what it is and there's nothing you can do about it and it's uh there's inconveniences you got to embrace the inconveniences of, of what's going on but thankfully we're still playing football yeah and the nfl is doing what they can do and making all kinds of uh, adjustments as as they go but they're still playing and you mentioned kyler murray and the, the play that he made and he's just a, an exciting player and you understand why steve kime i give steve kime all the credit in the world for those of you who don't know steve mm -hmm. kime is the general manager of the cardinals drafted josh rosen number one didn't play him his first year, uh, traded him to Miami, and went again and drafted the right guy. He got the right guy that fit the uh, right uh, coach. To fit the and, coach. They they made a coaching change to Cliff Kingsbury. Right. And, and that's so, what And that's who Cliff work. wanted. And so mm -hmm. Steve, uh, not being an ego guy, works with his head coach and gets the guy that he wants. And uh, right now the Cardinals are sitting atop the NFC West, which is uh, – 
That's something we say quite often. No, it isn't. The, not, uh, not since Kurt Warner. Certainly the uh, um, new Hopkins trade uh, has benefited the Cardinals, and they got him for basically nothing, giving away David Johnson. And David Johnson in his prime was really good, but David Johnson has hit the wall. So That knee injury did him in. It's, uh, But it's... Uh, you know, it's an it's interesting year. The NFL is crazy. I saw Jacksonville almost beat Green Bay. And then yeah. we talk about personality in a team and being smart and how you build your team. I want you to give credit to the Cleveland Browns for understanding who they are. Who they are, yeah. And understand where they play and how you have to build your team to play in the environment that they play in. You can you understand that, right? You got to build your team to be a tough physical Yeah football team and run the ball when you have two Tony guys. Grossi made that point for years and years and years that they needed to embrace right. the fact that they're in northeast Ohio and they're going to have rain snow sleet and grapple grapple yes and they they perform well I mean when you have both guys 38 carries for over 200 and whatever 30 33 yards or 35 yards mm-hmm. or whatever it was when you have two guys that are that capable and how good is it to have if you're a Browns fan, Nick Chubb back? I mean, he is just as—he's a beast. He's so good. And then you combine that with a fresh Kareem Hunt, and both guys had 19 carries apiece. And in a game like that, where it's almost impossible to throw the ball with any consistency, mm-hmm. uh, you're able to do that and get to win in a defense. So I thought the defense—I uh, I watched uh, part of the game uh, last night uh, on the airplane. I thought the defense was just. Uh, uh, running around and playing hard and making plays when they need to be made and keeping keeping uh, the Texans out of the end zone and hard to do in the NFL. Well, no, but, they were in the end zone once. Deshaun well, that, Watson. That's hit what him. I mean. Yeah. yeah, but but one time. Right. And you only need you know you got to win those types of games yep. and they're built to win those types of games and that's that's what you want to see and this is a game where you say like if this it's Green Bay there's one guy that can battle the elements and play through the elements and that's Aaron Rodgers can play through the elements mm-hmm. but Cleveland Baker Mayfield's not Aaron Rodgers nope. so you build your team in a different way and their offensive line is as good as there is when they're all healthy uh, in the NFL as far as run blocking goes yeah. I think they are you got Wyatt Teller back yep. and he made a big difference he's so good man he's just yeah. nasty then but when you have Kareem and Chubb run as hard as they run Bruce it's just you know, you appreciate those guys, and you understand, like, in practice, why those guys should never, ever, ever be touched in practice. Mm-hmm. The shots that these guys take on Sundays, it's just, it's unbelievable, the toughness of these guys. Well, now they get uh, the squad you saw yesterday, that you saw lose yesterday. The Philadelphia Eagles coming to Cleveland for a 1 o'clock game on Sunday. Give Browns fans a little scouting report on the Eagles, who are under five hundred now, are they not? 3-5-1 uh, and, 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 and reeling in the quarterback Carson Wentz, if those of you that remember, before he hurt his knee, was having an MVP year in 2017. That's when Nick Foles took over, and Nick Foles um, took him to the Super Bowl, and, and they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl in Minneapolis. Uh, big news out of Philadelphia this week, I was dealing with it all week, was that Brett Favre came out, and his, you know, Doug Peterson was Brett Favre's mm-hmm. backup in Green Bay. Brett Favre came out and said that the Eagles got rid of the wrong guy. They should have got rid of Carson Wentz Ooh. and not Nick Foles. I I disagree with that, but the Carson Wentz is really, really struggling. I think he's struggling with everything. He's struggling with confidence. He's struggling with accuracy. He's been sacked uh, 35 times, which is most in the NFL. 
28 of those 35 sacks, he's held the ball over four seconds. You want to get rid of the ball in 2.5 seconds. Uh, a lot of it's on him. I think he tries to make too many plays. Uh, they got healthier. Um, the problem, uh, they got Lane Johnson back. They've got Alshon Jeffrey back. Uh, Miles Sanders came back yesterday, but you can tell they were a little rusty, and and uh, the Giants put it to them. The Giants offensively uh, dominated the football game. And, you know, Daniel Jones, you can say what you want about Daniel Jones. When he doesn't turn the ball over, the Giants win. You know that Daniel Jones, um, when he ran a touchdown, or he ran for an 80-yard run against the Eagles, yeah. and game, ran 22 miles per hour. That's pretty, pretty fast for a quarterback. For, yeah. Pretty fast for anybody, he really. Had, he had a couple touchdown runs yeah. yesterday. One was called back, but one was from like 35 or 40, and there's nobody catching the guy. And so, But the Eagles are struggling on So are all, they vindicated in picking him? Because, boy, they took a lot of heat for taking him number I, five. I think the jury's still out because he's, you know, he's only beaten um, – he's only won six games mm-hmm. in his 20-some starts. Uh, four of those are against the Washington football team. One against Tampa Bay, and his first one he ever started was a win against Tampa Bay, and uh, and of course, yesterday. Now they're an improving football team. So you look at the Giants; they're a team that's rising. They're three and seven, but they're still improving, mm-hmm. as opposed to the Eagles, who are still in first place in the NFC East because the East is so dreadful. Wow, it is dreadful. But uh, it's an opportunity for the Browns. Now it's the NFL, and the Eagles have really good players, and the Eagles are still in first place, so they're still playing for something. Well, I would say the uh, Giants are vindicated on picking Daniel Jones over Dwayne Haskins, at least at this point in time. Dwayne Haskins is he's done. He's I think he's persona done non grata in Washington. He's, he's done. inactive every week. Yeah, he's done in Washington. I mean, you don't have once a, what once the coaches lose confidence in you, that's that's it. When well, they're well, you're not even active. Yeah, yeah, you're not even activated, and then you have Alex Smith coming back. Then like uh, well. Brandon Allen. Is it Brandon Allen, I believe, or the one that Jabril Peppers actually hit him? I know his last name. Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen had that uh, difficult injury. And, you know, when you when you look at Dwayne Haskins, he had his opportunity. I hope he gets another opportunity. And sometimes he will. He's a top number one pick. He will. Some, some change of scenery. It's yeah. not going to be in Washington. No. I don't think Ron Rivera is uh, a Dwayne Haskins fan. Ron Rivera said when I did the Cleveland-Washington game, Dwayne and Haskins uh, doesn't have a quick hook. Well, yes, he does. And Alex Smith uh, had a career day yesterday against the uh, Detroit Lions. Okay, uh, the Bengals uh, were not competitive in Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh has not lost a game yet. Uh, ben Roethlisberger just uh, rolled out of bed, and, I mean, I'm being facetious. No, I'm, he didn't practice all week because he was on the COVID, maybe leg. has COVID, maybe has it. He's been around somebody who had it. So he went through a walkthrough Saturday and went out there Sunday. I guess when you've done it 17 years, it's second nature. Well, I think he's the MVP of the league right now. He or Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you can make an argument. I wonder if anybody's ever been in the league 17 years before they were MVP. (laughs) I'm guessing no on that. I mean, you can can make a strong argument for it. I mean, Russell Wilson was the the league contender, but Russell... And their three losses has ten turnovers, you know, ten total turnovers. He had another two picks in the lost fumble yesterday. He had four last week in the yeah. loss against Buffalo. So that's seven in two weeks. Yeah. And I'm not, of course I love Russell Wilson. Everybody does, right? But you know sure. that's that's just the way it is. And 
When you look at Ben, it's funny. Saturday morning, uh, we were in our production meeting, and we're just sitting around and BS football, which is awesome, right? And just talking. I said, it, it, if I were Pittsburgh, I'd tell Ben to stay home. We'll see you on Saturday, play on Sunday, <laughs> rest of the year. Something might happen to him in practice. Yeah, exactly. Non-contact injury. Yeah, exactly. Or keep yeah. him away from any COVID carriers, you know? <laughs> I, I just, I mean, I'm, I'm being dead serious. I would really They're think good. about it. They're good, man. I that, just, that Spillane guy playing for Devin Bush, you yeah. mentioned him a week or so ago. Yeah. He's really good. Yeah, they're a good team, and they do a great job. And uh, Kevin Colbert does a great job of identifying who they are. And you, you've always talked about this, and you've always been so on top of this. The really good teams, whatever sport it is, right, know who they are, and they draft who they are. Draft right? to what they are. And they do a great job of fourth, fifth round. They draft a guy who isn't ready yet, but in two years when that veteran – who in two years will be an aging, unaffordable veteran. Still right. a good player. Still a good player. But just going to have to pay him a little more than we're comfortable with. They move him out, and they move that young guy in. Yeah. And that young guy's ready then. Yeah. Steelers are really good at that. And they hit a guy on, like, Chase Claypool. You hit on a guy they like hit him. on a second-round wide receivers. Juju Smith-Schuster, Clay- yeah. Chase Claypool, James Washington. Man, they hit on I second-round saw, receivers. I uh, saw Mike Tomlin interviewed yesterday by Jay Glazer in NFL on Fox, and Mike was saying, um, well, he's the old man of the group at 23. And, you know, then you have Roethlisberger playing at the level that he's playing. I'm serious. I mean, I'm sure he's on some type of routine. The guy doesn't. It's just amazing how good. He's on Spielman CBD, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Something. Hemisphere Coffee and Spielman CBD. That's that's all you need. That's right. Isn't um, it amazing how good he is oh still at goodness. 17 years? It I mean, is amazing. The quarterbacks in this league and how long. And Tom Brady, I, I can't go without saying, like, run him out. They're ready to run him out of town. And oh, he, I know. he throws for three touchdowns, runs for one, yeah. 346 yards, and they hammer the Panthers yesterday. Yeah. That's uh, Teddy Bridgewater. I hope he's not hurt because he's come back from a lot. He's, Why he's, I have them next week. So we'll Who do you have? Panthers and? Panthers and Lions next week. Then I'm for Thanksgiving. Your they, Lions tried to give away another big lead against a bad team. 59-yarder. 59-yarder on last play. <laughs> Saved their bacon. Mm. That's uh, That might have been good. the end of Matt Patricia if they yeah. would have lost that one yesterday. Yeah, well, there's the end of somebody up there, but it's not Matt Patricia. We'll get to that. Uh, reminder, Hemisphere Coffee is the coffee you should start your day with and... Um, drink throughout the day. Hemisphere Coffee Roasters Coffee. Available to you at half off now. If you go to my radio station's website, 989theanswer.com, click on the more button, then you'll find a shopping link. Go and find a $30 gift card to Hemisphere. You pay only 15 bucks, but they're going fast. There I think go. there's like less than 10 of them left. We started with 100, and understandably, they're going quickly because a friend of mine bought 10 of them. Wow. That's a real friend right there, but that's a real hemisphere. Support fan. the cause. He's buying it because he says it's a great deal. It is a great deal. It's great coffee sourced from around the world. And those growers then do great things in their local community. It's what uh, Paul and Grace and Andy call BAM, business and ministry together. HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. If you uh, don't want to go through uh, the shopping link, you can still get 15% off as a Spielman and Hooley listener by using the promo code we tackle life in all caps. Hemisphere Coffee Roasters Coffee. I was going to ask you when you came through the door today. You all right on that? Or are you yeah, running out? I'm doing okay right okay, now. Okay, very good. Um, You've been doing a lot of traveling. I just wanted, you talked about Bridgewater. I, I didn't know what knee it was, and it's opposite right. of yeah. the one that he heard in Minnesota. Yeah, that's which good. Is good. 
That's good. And it said it did not appear to be serious, but it did force him from the game. So hopefully he's okay. So I'll, I'll be all over that today since I have the Panthers, and they do a great job with their social media updating. So they give you all the information. And I always tell teams I really appre- appreciate that because mm-hmm. then um, to me – I don't have to waste your time talking to you. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, you can just find the information. Yeah, right. And I, I ask one or two questions, and they appreciate that too. Did Zach Taylor make a wrong decision in the Bengals' 36-10 loss to the Steelers to have Joe Burrow on the field on the final series because he no. came off limping? People are like, what's he doing in there? I don't think so. I'd okay. keep him in there. Okay. I mean, I, I'm – you can go either way on it, but, you know. You can get hurt. This is the thing. When a guy gets hurt on a last snap, people always say, what's he doing in there? Like Tua, you know, was a big lead at halftime and stuff like that. But it isn't like there are some plays in a football game where you can't get hurt. You can always get hurt in a football game. Any snap. Yeah. Score, I- score does not heighten the likelihood of getting injured. Yeah, I mean, I think you think about it. But I, I think for Joe, everything is still a learning experience, right? And yeah. um, that's how, how I would view it. I, I If it were Roethlisberger, I wouldn't have him in there. If it yeah. was Aaron Rodgers, I wouldn't have him in right. there or somebody like that. But I think with Joe, everything is still a learning curve. And, and hey, look, the, the whole deal is it's, it's, it's football. Yeah. And you can't coach or play being afraid that there's an injury that's going to happen or right. occur. You just can't operate that way. You can't operate a team or program like that or, or the mindset like that. Bengals at Washington this week. That's a winnable game. Uh, and that's what Washington's saying. That's what Washington's saying. <laughs> you know, that's the same thing. What everybody's saying, yeah. And the Giants in the Bengals, which, I'll, like I said, fortunately for us, was looking at our schedule coming out, and Fox has done a great job of uh, for Thanksgiving weekend keeping everybody regional because it's kind of looking where the assignments, besides – Troy and Joe, mm-hmm. everybody else is kind of where they live. Mm-hmm. And so I'm fortunate that the Bengals have a home game, so I'll have a home game on. Oh, nice. Basically on Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, the Speaking of Cincinnati, the Bearcats continue to just pound people into submission. And getting better. Whew, man, their defense is good, and their quarterback's playing better. Yeah, he wasn't throwing the ball as no. well. And uh, I actually didn't watch the game, but I did pull up the highlights on it just to see what's going on. And... I'm looking at the next coach of Michigan with Luke Fickle. So you say? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know if that's. So a, you say? I was interesting. I had a conversation with. I um, think that's a very hard job to turn down if you're Luke Fickle. I don't think I. I. I had a uh, interesting conversation with Coach Meyer. And, okay. Uh, coach Meyer just getting over COVID, by the way, and mm-hmm. doing well. Um, Kicked his butt just like it was a Michigan virus. I'm yeah. Sorry. Now the co- coronavirus has urban so. We're all safe. Uh, Urban will all compete it. Yes, he will. <laughs> Relentlessly. Uh, and just the, well, he the, just went ERO on it. He just went event response out. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Like, That's I, will, everything. I want to get well, I will get well. Yeah, and, uh, but it was just interesting talking to him. And I asked him uh, about Luke, and, you know, he, I, I don't think he thinks that could happen. I told you I talked yeah. to somebody very close to Luke who says yeah. no, won't happen because Luke doesn't want to smash his ties to the city of yeah. Columbus. 
Well, I think it's not only City of Columbus. You know, we're talking about Luku. Isn't he? I think he holds the record for the most starts ever. By he him. did when he left OSU. I don't know if he still does. Well, well because of all the yeah, playoff all the games and all that playoff stuff. Games, but yeah. I mean, he was just you know a four-year warrior for yep. for Ohio State and um, and a legend at DeSales too. I mean, you know, state champion yeah. wrestling. Yeah. People know the wrestling story where I thought I would challenge myself to see I can take this guy and. Within, I don't know, five seconds, I was tapping out. So, with a rug burn on my face, <laughs> Man, I'll never forget. I wish that. there were video of that. No, and, and Luke, it was funny. I, I have a special experience with Luke Fickle. Those that don't know, and I've kind of always um, admired him. When I hurt my neck, I came home mm-hmm. because I had surgery, and I started rehab and was training over at Ohio State. And Luke uh, was, I think, in, with the Saints, Bruce, you might recall this. Sounds I, right. I, yep. The Saints, and he hurt, he, he hurt his ACL. So he, it was just Coach Kennedy, Dave Kennedy, mm-hmm. a former great friend of mine and great strength coach, myself and Luke. And it was just us three because before the team got in, Coach K would work Luke and I out. And Luke and I worked out together, and uh, I felt like I really got to know this young guy. And I'm obviously – maybe what 15 years old or whatever I am than than Luke but I always admired his work ethic and how tough he was and when he got into coaching I remember he went up to Akron with Lee Owens and Mm -hmm. called me to come talk to his defense lineman so I always had this kind of cool relationship with him and it's it's really frustrating uh, what I've learned, and I don't know why I do this. It's watching sports is so much easier when you're not emotionally involved. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> Amen to that. What? But why is that? I don't know. Why? Well, I mean, because well, we're powerless to do anything to change the result. I wrote a story about uh, Bob Hoying today, watching his son Jacob play quarterback for Watterson and his daughter Ava play volleyball for Watterson. They went to the semifinals in the state. And Bob was telling the story that when he played at St. Henry, he played in the state basketball tournament. They won two state championships in basketball, one in football. And he said their state championship games were at St. John Arena. And his mom, Sue, he said, I don't think she saw a minute of any of the games. She was pacing the concourse. Yeah. Because as a parent, you and I have touched on this before. It's just a different, the exhilaration of the highs, in my opinion, do not cancel the no the disappointment of the lows and the lows aren't always on the court as you're well you yeah. know what i talked to you about this morning yeah i mean that it's just it it's, ace had the acl injury and she's trying to come back and covid keeps sending her home and yeah so yeah, it's I, just hard yeah and um so we'll see i mean you know that's a long season it's just part of life though you know and i, I think there is something to that ERO. I just call it what's your response going to be. That's it. How are you going to respond? And, you know, sometimes it's just you just keep getting punched in the face and you just got to keep swinging back. There's no other alternative. There's no other choice. And we get to the face segment, you know, there's something I'll share is, you know, you're not fighting these battles alone, even though sometimes you feel like you're alone or, you know, even – Obviously, it's just sports and everything's temporary, and I get all that, right? But it doesn't make it any less challenging. No, no, it's a challenge. But, you know, when you go through certain things, whatever battles you've battled this whole year, 
with work and you know will you ever get a job again yeah. basically yeah. And, and here you are how you am know, i gonna feed how am i gonna make the, make the finances work? you know now you're hosting a drive time tv show yeah. in a pretty decent market in columbus ohio with a chance to build something and so you know for you for me to watch you and how your faith persevered and how and i knew you were down and then yeah but you know you you also always had this I don't. I don't want to say it was a glow of. I'd say a hint of optimism that, in trust that God's, got it. I just knew He was doing something. Yeah. I didn't know what, and I didn't know when. Right. And I don't I know for it. how long. Yeah. But I. I. But that's the funny thing. And uh, I just want to get into this real quick because I think it's important. That's the funny thing, and the thing that's most frustrating to me as a Christian, and as a man. Like, I can look at you and say, I know God's going to take care of Bruce. <laughs> I know something good's going to happen in Bruce's life. Or I know another opportunity is going to come Bruce Hooley's way. Now, if that were me, I don't have that same. That same optimism. That yeah. same. Is that, is that, I hope everybody else feels that. Or I hope everybody else is, is that accurate. Like, it's almost, I have it, but I'm like, I trust it. But, man. You know, it's just maybe not it's like hard. when I look at you, I don't have any doubt, any doubt. But if it were me or it's been me in many situations, you're not hearing me. You're not you're not watching me. You're not walking with me, even though I'm praying and yeah. I'm looking at scripture. Not That's not all the time, but yeah. there's there's that hint of doubt. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it's because I think maybe it could be because when you're in the midst of something like that, only you understand the level of concern you have personally for how you're going to get things quote unquote fixed or how you're going to get things, you know, only you could understand what you were going through with Steph and your family. Right. Only you could feel what you felt about how your kids were going to come through that and what the future was going to be like. I sort of, I mean, I had a cognitive awareness of it. I didn't feel it on the deep emotional level you did. Right. You feel it's you know, impossible for you. You you looked at my situation from the outside and you're like, yeah, you know, I know he's got to, eventually he's got to find a way to pay the bills and stuff like that, but he will, you know, but I mean, I'm living it. But I was, and it's more real to me because it's like, right. eh, you know, <laughs> is this yes. going to happen? <laughs> yeah, know? I know. So yeah, I, I think that's because only that person going through it feels it. I got a friend now grieving the loss of a daughter cognitively I get it but I can't really get it uh, I mean, it's no. just so hard you know he loved her and his he and his wife just loved her so much she struggled her whole entire life with serious health challenges and always in a facility uh, not always but a lot of time in facilities and operations and ongoing challenges and stuff like that and and you know she's gone and and they're just they're struggling yeah I Mentally, I get it. Emotionally, I can't possibly get it like no. they do. So that makes sense. Yeah. I just, I wish. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, and I do think with like twenty twenty and all that's going on, I think things are are exasperated, and and you know our downs are a little lower. Yeah. Than they normally would be, right? Yeah. That yeah. for me, it is the unknown. Nobody yeah. likes the unknown. No, nope. hate it. People hate it. Hate it more than anything. Um, in a much different way, but kind of sort of on only the sports realm side of it, uh, the unknowns at Michigan um, are who the next coach will be. I don't think they can possibly continue with Jim Harbaugh, which prompts our first Facebook question of the day from Christopher. 
He says, I'd like Chris's opinion on how Michigan can right the ship. All right, simple. Get a quarterback. I mean, that that's the first. There's lots of things that need to go on. The biggest mystery in Michigan, the biggest mystery of Jim Harbaugh is why, and I talked to Urban about this, and this was mainly our conversation. I said, he, he was quick to point out, by the way, Hey, Chris, you remember when you came and talked to me and the team about how great uh, Harbaugh was going to be? He thought so, too. Don't let him kid you. <laughs> when he, in, it was funny how Urban said, um, and I said, Coach, I, I, I just don't understand. Yeah. Nobody they they does. haven't had a Michigan quarterback. Uh, they haven't. And you, I mean, you had three one year. Yeah. Well, your third guy took you to a national championship. Yeah. I just don't get it. I, I'll, I'll never understand why they can't do that. And it doesn't it just go to show you. Look at Indiana. You take Michael Penix, or is it, or yeah. is it Michael Penix? Mm -hmm. You take that kid off that team, that's not – that. that's maybe a 500 football yep. team. But with him, they're a legitimate threat against Ohio State. No, no I'm not, not. – Okay, whatever. They're not. They're All right. They're a 21-point underdog. How can you tell? I mean, how do you know what's going on in 2020? Because I've watched Chris Olave, Justin Fields, is, and Garrett Wilson. That's how. You also watched a defense that gave up 27 points well, to Rutgers. They might give up some points. They might 45. To Rutgers. 45, 48, 27. It's right on the 21-point line. The odds makers are rarely wrong. So I'm going to say like 48, 24. They might have a difficult time stopping Ohio State. Yeah, they might. They might. Go, yeah, you're so. But uh, back to uh, Christopher's question: Get a quarterback, but do you think let's just tackle their piece defense by piece? Has been awful. They haven't. Their been able defense to is horrible. Wisconsin rushed for three forty-one and took the foot off the gas. <laughs> and took the foot off the gas. Well, uh, Wisconsin had a uh, obviously two backs. Danny Davis, a wide receiver, and a fullback all rush for more yards than Michigan did as a team. Yeah. They can't run it, and they haven't been able to run it ever since he's been there, which astounds me because, as I've said many times at Stanford, he just brought in extra linemen yeah. and just pounded people into submission. And I don't know, is that the Pac-12 right. being soft, that they that, that worked there, well, I, that it doesn't work here? I think the other thing is, you know, one, let's look at Ohio State, if you care, uh, compare Ohio State and Michigan. Ohio State does a great job of just replacing talent yeah. with talent. Michigan had, two years ago, was it 10 guys drafted? Yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah. yeah 10, okay. Yeah, 10 or 11. But... Ohio State does that every year. Yes, or, and they have NFL guys. I, I mean, I we had we had a whole podcast when we first started doing this thing where we talked about recruiting and talent and being able to accrue the talent and how Ohio State has NFL players that nobody's ever heard of yet, just waiting for their opportunities. Right? We've talked about that for a long time, and Michigan doesn't seem to be able to do that on a consistent basis. I guarantee you there are guys who are backups on the Ohio State offensive line who could go into Michigan right now and would start and would be guys that they rave about. I mean, they just aren't physical. They aren't They aren't special. They aren't no. special they look anywhere. Like, they look like a mediocre 
Now they're a bad Big Ten. If you team. took their uniforms off of them, they could be any number of six, seven teams in the Big Ten. Yeah. They could be Purdue. They could be Northwestern. I say that Northwestern's undefeated. Did we play Iowa this year? No. By the way, good. They could be Iowa. They could be. I was pretty Indiana. Good. Yeah, Iowa's come back from an zero and two start. They yeah, could, who did they pound? They pound Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota's. Whew. Well, that quarterback isn't playing at the level that he played at. They're right. bad. I want to read. Uh, bad. I yeah, see a question Greg, Greg's here from uh, Greg Carhoff. This He's, is interesting. You think Michigan players have tuned out Jimmy because he can't relate to players and just seems out of tune with modern players? I think that there might be something to that, Greg, only because I do think in the NFL at San Francisco, I don't know if it's true or not true, but I do remember hearing rumblings where you know he'll wear on a team. Like, I've, my NFL guy, I was texting him Saturday night. Mm-hmm. I said, well, I texted you the same question. My NFL guy responded to me. You did not. I'm sorry. I was okay. I'm at a meeting working. I'm saying my NFL guy's busy. He's a big high level executive. You, you, is a TV guy. Too busy. First of all, you out of everybody in this world (laughs) ever should say anything to me. (laughs) I stepped right in this about ever getting back to me, (laughs) or if I hey Chris, don't worry, I'll be there if I need you. Oh, really? Anytime you need me, buddy. Anytime, except the most you ever need me. (laughs) Then not so much. So you you seem to think for some reason you seem to think that I forget things. Go back and edit this part out. (laughs) Okay, so I said, who hires him next year? Who hires Jim Harbaugh next year? Who would want him and Urban in the studio? Him and Urban in the studio. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. Who wants him to be their head coach Uh, next year? I don't know. Nobody. Does he have to become an assistant coach again? What does he do? Uh, I collects his money. He's at the end of his contract. I mean, he's made tons and tons of money. But I'm just trying to think, you know, what does he do next year? Does he have – I mean, there's somebody who would hire him. Anybody in the MAC that had an opening would love to have He's him probably. He's not going to go coach That's what I'm Mac. saying is there has to be a job that he would want. First of all, I don't know how they separate from him and save face. Yeah. they Can they fire him? Does he have it in himself – I don't mean this like he lacks humility. I mean, for him to resign would be giving up. I don't see him as a give no, up guy. No, he's never given up. He's got. He's got they got to fire him. Well, how, how many years does he have left on his deal? This is it. Then he's done. Could they possibly? Could he fire the defensive staff and maybe? Position it that way. I don't think defense is the only issue. Their offense isn't no. very good, and we just discussed the number one problem is the uh, lack of quarterback. You know what? I would be really interesting. It can't ever happen, but I wish I could get the Jim Harbaugh, who was the coach of the San Francisco 49ers and took them to the Super Bowl, to evaluate the Michigan offense that they're running now. Because mm-hmm. I remember Jim Harbaugh. He was... You know, Harbaugh is quirky, and he, I think he says stuff that he knows he's kind of being a parody character of Bo Schembechler. He went to that introductory press conference at the Super Bowl, the week of the Super Bowl, and he was funny and goofy and classic Harbaugh, where he talked about Bo, 
and he said when he got the job at Stanford, Bo called him, and he said, Jim, are, are you going to have a tight end, Jim? going to have a tight end. Yeah, Coach, we're going to have a tight end. It was all about how Bo wanted him to be physical and move people and all that kind of stuff. And now I look at Michigan's offense with Josh Gaddis, and they're doing what everybody else does. I get it. It's what everybody else does. But they don't have the ability to do what you have to be able to do in football, and that is move people on third and one or stop people on third and one. They can't do either one. If you can't do that in football, you're going to be no better than average. Yeah. And you remember, I mean, like he replaced Alex Smith with Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. And and went to more of a little bit of offense that was suitable for Colin to run as opposed to what Alex was running. But he ran Alex some. Yeah. I mean, they, Alex made a big play in an NFC championship game, I think, on a bootleg. Well, Alex also was uh, at Utah, of course, played for yeah. Urban, where yeah. he was an excellent runner of the football, yeah. which Urban, you know, his quarterbacks are, he considers them runners. Okay, so I, I let's let's cover a couple. We've always talked about the Luke Fickle-Matt Campbell decision. I think Matt Campbell's a perfect fit for Michigan. I'm not sure Luke could reconcile it in his mind to take it. But what about three existing Big Ten coaches? P.J. Fleck I sort of dismiss because it's hard to hire a guy that has a bad year at Minnesota to come in and fix your – what about Pat Fitzgerald or Jeff Brom? I, I just don't – I think Fitz – Fitz ain't leaving Northwestern. Why is he – He's had chances. Yeah, why is he leave? I'm not sure I'd be thrilled about that hire if I'm Michigan. Okay, no. what about two off-the-radar names? Bob Stoops, Chris Peterson. Yeah, I just don't – I, I don't know where they go. What if what if what if the Ravens? They got to go to camp. Campbell's the Campbell is as much. I'm not sure Matt Campbell's a home run hire. Matt Campbell's a he's a stand up triple hire. Pretty good hire. Pretty. I mean, I thought Harbaugh was a grand slam hire. Yeah. Urban was a grand slam hire for Ohio State. You just knew that was going to work. Uh, Paul Christ, I thought, was a home run hire for Wisconsin. Yeah. He fit. Um, Mel Tucker, I think, is a pretty, Are you, pretty good hire for Michigan State. I don't know. I mean, they can't score a touchdown. He'll be able to. Re- he'll be able to recruit. They okay, just, Rocky Lombardi. You can get. You can get anybody. Talk about not having a quarterback. School. Yeah, I know, but they get. You can get anybody into not that. Not any. You can't do that yeah. anymore. Yeah, can you? you can. Yeah, they can. They do. So. I just wondered about, like, off the radar. There must be somebody in the NFL that I don't know about. What about your guy from uh, San Francisco, Sala? Oh, he's not he, coming Is he a Michigan State guy? Yeah, he's a Michigan State guy. He's in Dearborn, Michigan. Uh, well, there you go. Boom, boom. Uh, Robert Sala. I don't think he's coming to college. He's unproven. I, I just I think he's looking as NFL head coach. Yeah, he's an NFL guy. Yeah, okay. you know, there's just, just you know that you know yeah, there's. I'm just trying NFL to think guys. of. All, there's always a guy you don't well, expect. H- Halfley's the guy that probably Halfley. would be the super hire the, for them. Would be the guy that's flying kind of mm-hmm. pretty high. I actually talked with Sean McDonough, who did a Notre Dame BC game. Mm-hmm. I he, I said, and Sean's really honest, and like if I. If I were hiring a coach, I'd actually bring Sean in as part of my interview team. Or okay, you too, but Thank I don't you. know if you would answer Boy. my call to come in. Sometimes you. Know. <laughs> <laughs> that was so well done. 
was so. I well got to bring guys in that I can count. You guys got guys that will return your call. <laughs> so, oh, that's funny. But I and but I do. I trust Sean's opinion because yeah. I, I worked He'd with a guy and He'd be good. And so I said, well, "What'd you think of Jeff Half Halfway?" I couldn't even get the words out of my mouth before. He's just tremendous, you know. And Sean was going on and on. And for Sean, doesn't throw around compliments mm -hmm. very often, you know. And well, I, I he's should connected. Say that. Sean's he's, connected in Boston. He's yeah. connected everywhere yeah. in, in the in the coaching world and in, in the college football world. And look, Sean Sean knows guys that he believes that would be good coaches. Mm -hmm. He just has that natural talent. Uh, because he's been around it his whole life with his dad being Will McDonough. He just yep. knows guys, and, and by a really smart guy, Sean is. And he was just raving about Jeff Halfley. So we'll see. I don't I don't think – and Sean said uh, he's not long for BC. That's that's That was Sean's words. And and I think he talked to people in Boston, and you you just said he's very connected in Boston. Sean lives in Boston mm -hmm. part – part of the year and lives in Arizona the other part of the year and the people at Boston College know that this is just we got to enjoy got him a while superstar enjoy yeah. him while we have him yep exactly right well and with Martin Jarman leaving to go to UCLA there's no reason why Jeff Halfley would not be approachable at least for Michigan there are things you can do at Michigan that I'm not sure you can do at BC oh yeah the money's just yeah way way better Yes. Everywhere, okay. all around and within the program. Yes. Okay. Uh so Michigan, I don't even I don't even know who they play this week. I'll look it up, but they uh they have a quarterback uncertainty because the Joe Milton uh celebration is over after he threw like <laughs> the second interception it was just I don't know how you don't see that linebacker, but that game was over when he threw that second interception, like early in the first quarter. So they bring in Cade McNamara, and he had a nice first series, but for what Josh Gaddis runs, I don't think Cade McNamara is the answer. He's not going to last very long. He looks like, uh, who was the kid? Uh, Tate uh, Forcier. He looks like Tate yeah. Forcier back there. He's awfully small. Uh, that was the biggest halftime deficit in Michigan Stadium history. That was the uh, worst loss at the Big House since 1935. Mm. And their 1-3 start is their worst since 1967. So. It's tough. Definitely not playing with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind. They have Rutgers. Steak and milk. Steak and milk. Steak and milk. They have Rutgers this week. And I will say, borrowing from my friend Chris Spielman, don't sleep on Rutgers. Don't know. sleep on Rutgers. On the road. At Rutgers. That could happen. How many games are there in the Big Ten this year? No, it's supposed to be eight. We've absolved the Penn State and Indy Lions of... Uh, <laughs> yeah. They play Rutgers on the road, then they play Penn State at home, then they play Maryland at home, then at Ohio State. Mm. They don't. They might not win another game. Get Rutgers here. Penn State will be a battle. Maryland will beat them. Ohio State will beat them. Yeah, they'll end up three and... I will make a bold prediction about the Ohio State game. It will not happen. COVID. Michigan will have COVID issues and will not play Ohio State. Ohio State needs to play, don't they? Uh, they can afford one more game. They play six, they're okay. Okay, that's the rule? That's the rule. You got to play six. got to play six to be eligible for the Big Ten Championship. Yeah. I think they'd get in the playoff at 5-0. and oh. Yeah. But I am predicting that they will. Michigan will have COVID issues and will not play Ohio State. We'll see. 
Harbaugh will be going without a mask for like two weeks before that game, hoping to get <laughs> hoping to get COVID. All right. Uh, whoa. It's Peter King trying to break into the podcast. What are you doing, Peter King? And okay, Mike Bruce. Sorry about that. There, just X him out. I was trying to read Peter King's uh, Football Night in America column. What, why, covered, what do you have to say? I don't know. We all, I just like to check the headlines. Yeah. We already covered Kyler Murray. Uh, reminder that uh, open enrollment for health insurance ends December 15th, so don't put it off. I can't believe it's already like mid-November. Yeah, It creeps up on you, so don't be caught in the putting off of something that important. It's always good to take an inventory of what you have. You say, well, I don't feel like messing around on a website or calling somebody. You don't have to. Just go to auiinfo.com. Chrissy will know everything in your plan and everything in another plan that might fit you better with the lower copay or a different copay or different doctors or different hospitals or different benefits that fit where you are with your age right now. It is a free service, not just a free call, not just a free consultation. It's a free service because they're paid by the health insurance carriers. And if you're in business, as many are, realtors, caterers, uh, plumbers, lawyers, lots of professions out there where you don't have a any other employees, but you yourself are the business, you're able to get a business health insurance because, you know, you're a what's called a group of one. Chrissy told me about that. I'd never heard of it, but she has all the expertise. AUI is a small business themselves, so they have a heart for small business. I understand it's been a very difficult year for you as restaurateurs in particular, bar owners, gym owners. Check with AUI to see what they can do for you in lining you up with better health insurance more affordable, more comprehensive, will help you attract better employees. AUIinfo.com, AUIinfo.com. Free service again. They're paid by the carriers. There you go. Yeah. So transitioning into the faith Mm -hmm. portion of the program, I wanted to share this with you. And it was kind of uh, hit on it a little bit earlier. Um, In just this whole year, right, and the struggles – and challenges that we all face and that our family members face. If it wasn't for the struggle, you wouldn't have the strength. God is always building you even when it seems like he's breaking you. Boy, that is so hard to accept, mm-hmm. but you have to accept it. And that's that's um, comes down to trust, right? And it comes down to there's a song by Casting Crowns called Praise You in a Storm. I mean... Either or a song by Mercy Me called Bring the Rain. I mean, it's all about facing these challenges that can just keep adding up, adding up. And sometimes you feel like, oh, when can I breathe again? You know, when when can I have something that's not a battle that I'm fighting? Now, there's different levels of battles, of course. I get it. But it's just, you know, you, you got to be careful that you don't become consumed uh, by these challenges and battles, and just understand that there are there there are building blocks. There's a purpose for this, and you have to trust that. And sometimes that's very difficult to do, but you have to do it. And I got to keep reminding myself that, and I got to keep reminding myself as a leader of the family uh, to pass that message on, and especially when things aren't going well for one of the kids or myself or whatever, just keep pushing forward. Yeah, that's um, 
it's one of the grand mysteries of the Christian life, really of life, is why it seems sometimes so much is heaped on an individual or a family. In the course of my life, I've known several people that it just feels like adversity is continually visited upon them. Health challenges, monetary challenges, searing emotional loss. And I've asked God many times, like, give them a break. You know, like, mm-hmm. give them a break. Like, are they in a season of life where they're going to move past this? I, I would confess that I am extremely fortunate in that I've not had anything close to what you had to deal with for the better part of a decade. From the outside, I look at that and I think how unfair it is, how hard it is. But just because you've been very transparent with me and shared with me, I also know that amid that storm, you experienced some things on a deep level, connecting to God, connecting with Stephanie, connecting with your kids, Mm -hmm. that from the outside, we don't see, we don't appreciate, we don't understand, and I don't think ever can understand, that there sometimes is some, I don't know what the right word is, joy, fulfillment, um, peace amid that. So, um, you know, there's, there's, um, it's exhausting at times. It is. I know. I, I, I know it is. And the one word in the Christian life that means completely different from what it means in the common vernacular of our world is the word hope. Mm -hmm. In the, in the common parlance of our language, hope is something you are wishing. wishing for. Right. In the Christian life, when we say we have the hope of heaven, it is an assurance. When we say we have hope of salvation, it is an assurance. It's not something we're wishing for. It's a certainty. It's a promise. And God's promises never come back void. So it is a misnomer to anyone out there who's on in the position of considering whether they want to give their life to Christ or not. This is why I I'll just say it openly. Joel Osteen and his um sort of preaching that you are destined for prosperity, destined for happiness. In heaven you are. Yeah. But in this life, he preaches it in this life. Oh, I don't listen to him, so I don't He's know. a false, that's a false, that's false. <laughs> You're not promised any, well, wait, no, you are promised, saying in this life. It is often stated in the New Testament that suffering is commendable and promised. And I'm not going to try to equate how that might manifest itself in this life. Chris, I would say what Chris, Steph, and his family went through is suffering. Well, but so many other people. Many other people, yeah. too. Yeah, there's my friends now who are grieving the loss right. of their daughter. That's suffering. My friend, um, Anthony, is dealing with, like, physical pain all the time. He's had surgeries, had procedures. Mm. Doesn't go away. 
There are times he's very broken by it. But he's inspiring me with how he handles it. So um, the hope we have as Christians is a future hope, a who, a, an assurance. But I don't want anybody to commit their life to Christ and feel like, okay, all these presents are coming my way. Yeah, right? everything's going away now. Everything's easy. It's just that's just not how it is. But in the midst of that, say, well, why in the well, world? Cam, would you, I mean, there's good. There's uh, good time. Yeah. There's good peace and peace, and a, there's a depth in a relationship. It's it's really hard to define because in First Corinthians it says when you when you accept Christ as your Savior, His Spirit indwells you. And often you'll hear people say, how many times have you heard people say, well, God never gives you anything more than you can handle. Right. No, God does give you more than you can handle unless you are a Christian, and then he's equipped you with the Holy Spirit to handle it. I would argue that God gives a lot of people more than they can handle to drive them to him, mm-hmm. to realize that they can't make it on their own, in their own strength. And so um, he loves you that much that he's willing to... Uh, Keep spinning the treadmill of your life faster and faster and Keep faster and faster it. until you realize, yeah, I, I, I can't do this on my own. Yeah. That certainly was true of my life. Yeah. So uh, that's where we are. All right. So that will do it for a Monday edition of the podcast. Uh, we will draw three names, four names on, uh, let's do it Wednesday. Okay. Okay. And I have no idea why this music is not playing because I recorded it last night, <laughs> but it's not playing. So uh, Once again, that's how we go. So uh, thank you for joining us. SpielmanHooleyPodcast at gmail.com to get your nominations in. And we will talk to you again on Wednesday. Suffice to say, Kevin Murray's a little happier today than he was nice. uh, that day in the uh, Cotton Bowl years ago when you intercepted him and took him back to the house with his son now, the talk of the NFL. You know you're the talk of the NFL when they take a long-time observed term like Hail Mary and now make it a Hail Murray. Yeah. <laughs> well, you knew that was coming, and those that might be surprised out there thought that Adam West and Burt Ward were going to host the podcast today. Yes, with that know, intro music. Yes, thank you very thank much. You, yes, but no, nor is Alfred. Okay. To, or Commissioner uh, By the way, welcome to Indiana Week. You know it's 2020 <laughs> when you say welcome to Indiana Week. Welcome to Indiana. When it's a top 10 matchup of Ohio State and Indiana and it's not basketball. Unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, it is unbelievable. The Big Ten is uh, a shambles. The Big Ten East is a shambles, which I'm sure we'll get to. But first, I'm just glad you're here. Man, the wind yesterday, I was like, I was, you know, obviously I came home from church and it was crazy windy. Then the Bengals played at 425 in Pittsburgh and about halfway through that game, it got, because obviously the system's moving east. And I thought, 
uh-oh, this is not good for my no. man. Oh. He's flying back from the Meadowlands. This is not going to be good. It was a little bumpy on the way Ooh. back, and I, I'm not a good flyer as is, and so I was just uh, holding on, and of course, you know, I appreciate the flight attendants on United and making sure that my mask did slip below my, slip below my nose at one point in time, and I was corrected. Thank you very much. I understand we want to be safe. I just want to wear a a t-shirt saying that okay i i had covid and i'm good to go yeah you know? but uh can't do that so i appreciate it i thanked her and you know i i understand but i had a wind- call from a friend of mine in miami beach yesterday who's down there for a conference and he called he has a condition that he can't wear a mask mm-hmm. and he called ahead of time and asked the hotel is it gonna be a problem nope not gonna be a problem don't worry about it he and his wife got major hassled on oh, saturday really? night by multiple different, every single time they had to tell the story. So I said, you got to go get a letter from the hotel telling you this. So you can just hand it, which he finally did. Yeah, yeah, I have a a letter actually I travel with from the United States government and from the Fox legal team, especially going into New Jersey or New York. I have to present that letter to people that are, if they're uh, 